Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Before we kick off this episode, I do have to say, uh, having just recorded it, we got to include a trigger warning here because there is quite a bit of, I don't even know how to describe it. There's, there's a lot of shit talking going on in this episode, literal shit talking. This is a really shitty episode. I think when it's sexual in nature, it's called stooling, which this is not sexual in nature, but it relates to the knee surgery. But yes, David is making us re-record the introduction because he felt that we needed a trigger warning. So if, if you are at all triggered by shit talk, uh, you need to turn off the episode and move on to the next episode. Yeah. If you are not, my name is David Michael. I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. Michael, it's been two long weeks since we've been able to do this because of your situation. So I would like you to start the episode by telling us all why you're such a little fucking bitch and you can't sit down and record an episode after knee surgery that was supposed to only last a day. <laughs> so this week's notes I've broken down into different categories and you're under the one called friends at some point. <laughs> you might so want to change just, that. Just so you know. Um, so the, I had knee surgery on the 4th. And the way they sold it to me was the knee surgery would be the fourth. On the fifth, you would be walking around. They were like, you're going to be doing stairs. You're going to be getting in and out of like a, a fake bed. You're going to be walking around. All of that good stuff that goes along with it. So um, it didn't exactly go the way to, as planned. But I have some notes and I'm going to walk through kind of the whole process. Um the only thing I kept doing was anytime something would happen, I'm like, put it in the notes, put it in the notes. <laughs> so what you're saying is this whole fucking episode is going to basically be about your surgery. Yes. Okay. Um, if you remember in the eighties, they used to be on TV, like afternoons, they would be like, this is a very special episode. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> That's what this feels like. All, All right. right. So I'm, um, let me start the night before. So the night before, Actually, the day before, I'm on a conference call with a guy from work. And him and I are talking, and like, he's like, oh, how are things going? And I'm like, well, actually, you know, I'm going to be out for a couple weeks. I'm having knee surgery tomorrow. So he's like, oh, he's like, knee surgery. He's like, you know, is that, is that difficult? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm being told it's relatively normal. So the guy's like, yeah, well, uh, my daughter went in for a routine surgery about three months ago, and she never came home. What? So this is the <laughs> night before the surgery. The, the guy Christ. is telling me this. So I'm like, well, that's awesome, right? Like, that's a nice thing. He's like Debbie Downer and shit. So um, that night, actually, when I said goodnight to my kids and I put them to bed, of course. Did like, you say I'm, goodbye? No, I didn't say goodbye. <laughs> my God. They, they were, I was bawling. That was one of the things I was going to say. I was like crying when I'm like snuggling and putting them to bed. If I would have said that, they would have been bawling as well. <laughs> so, um, the other good thing is, you know, like when a prisoner's on death row, that he really gets taken care of, right? So, like, you know, they want what's your last meal before you go to the chair and all that good stuff. So, I have to say, my wife fucked me like I was a prisoner on death row. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Because she was like, obviously, and so when I hurt my other knee, for the longest time, she was like, like, I'm not touching you. She's like, as long as your knee hurts and you're still recovering, she's like, I'm not touching you. So she took care of me the night before, to say the least, um, which was <laughs> which was nice. I don't, uh, that's, that's too much information for me. <laughs> Let's move on. It gets worse. <laughs> Lovely. Um, though a couple things did happen that she asked me to not mention on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm kind of gonna. And she's like, all right, maybe don't go into as much detail as you normally would. So we'll we'll meet somewhere in the middle on that. The other good thing is she doesn't listen to this. So <laughs> I can really say what I want. Should I be concerned that you have to negotiate with your wife over what you can and can't say on the podcast? Normally, she doesn't say anything about what I can and can't say. But I will point out the point where... 
she was like, you better not fucking talk about this. <laughs> I'll get to that later. All right. You know what? I will, I'll have to admit there have been a couple of scenarios where my wife does something either funny or silly or embarrassing. And I'm like, oh, that's totally making the podcast. And she's like, nope, it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. It's not. <laughs> she's like, or you will be ex-husband number one. <laughs> All right. So the morning of, I go to the... Um, location right it's an ambulatory surgery center within the hospital and a couple things so i don't know if you've had any major type surgeries i don't remember never um so the thing they started doing a few years ago which is fucking crazy to me with all this modern technology and shit they actually write on your knee something like yes or no or in yeah. this yeah so they don't get the wrong knee correct so or they what they do is in this case, my doctor's like, I sign your knee in the morning. I put my signature above your knee so everybody knows that's the knee we're working on. He's like, you know, we, we have to come up with some method, so that's the method we come up with. Now, again, continuing the, the topic of people telling stories that probably aren't the best just before surgery, he's like, my dad was a doctor, and he took out some guy's eye, and it was the wrong eye. <laughs> and he's like, and the worst part about it is the guy still had cancer in the other eye. He's like, they had to go back and take out that eye as well. Oh, so he's fuck. like, they ended up making the guy blind because, because they did it on the wrong piece. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. He didn't have cancer, but he was a rich motherfucker after <laughs> yeah, exactly. that fucking lawsuit. <laughs> Yeah. He never saw the money, but I'm bummed. Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> um, so... I have to say, so never you never had any surgery. Have you ever had a hospital gown on? Have you ever gone to something where you've had to wear a hospital gown? Mm, I don't think so. The the only thing I've ever had done was my wisdom teeth pulled. No, that's nothing. Like that, you're in the, the place, they gas you up, they take them out, they send you home. So hospital gowns have not progressed in a hundred years. They're they gotta be basically the same thing they were at the fucking dawn of time. So the only thing this one had that was a little bit different is it had like a couple slots for the tubes if they needed to put tubes in you for some reason um but otherwise it's too short it's uncomfortable your ass is hanging out they won't let me wear my underwear because they're like nope gotta be naked and i'm not a fucking commando kind of guy unless i'm taking a shit so um you know <laughs> and i've seen your ass it's not something it's not pretty to look at yeah it's, it's something to Wait, that's home, a whole that's a whole nother episode though yeah. <laughs> We could actually make a list of people I've shown my ass to, but that's a different story. <laughs> so before the surgery, I have to go take a leak, and I go into the other room where there's a bathroom, right? I'm, I'm still in the kind of the waiting area, the holding area. And because the lady tied up the top and she tied up the middle back, really the only way to go to the bathroom is to pull it up like a lady in a dress. I don't know how the fuck women do this every time they go to the bathroom in a dress, if that's how they do it. That they pull it up, they bunch it up, they have to hold it up while they're going. It is such a fucking process with these gowns. I just, I don't know how they do it. We'll have to get a, maybe we'll get a guest on next week and ask. Yeah, yeah you ask them. They're also working with different equipment. Uh, the plumbing's not quite the same as yours. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they just need to stand over it and it falls out, I think is what you said on one of the episodes we've talked about. <laughs> Gravity, baby. <laughs> so, um... I go into the now the emergency room, and I find it out. They, I think they talked about it. I could be wrong here, but that I'm going to get an epidural, right? Which is what they put in the back of pregnant yeah, babies. Put that in your fucking spine. Yeah. So the other thing that I have found out over much time having different surgeries is there's really no comedy in the operating room. <laughs> Are you trying to run jokes? So <laughs> I said to the lady, oh, oh, wait a minute. You have the wrong person. I'm just fat. I'm not giving birth. <laughs> nothing. No laughter. <laughs> no joking. Nothing. You know why? Because they've heard it all. I don't know if they've heard that. <laughs> so the other time that I tried to run a joke was I had wrist surgery shit, 20 years ago now. And they had complications. And so for, they went from general where they just make your wrist numb. They had to knock me out and do the surgery. When they woke me up, they're all like all the hustle and bustle. You hear all the shit going on. And the lady said to me, do you know where you are? And I said, you're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. <laughs> Everybody in the emergency room stopped. They were all like, what? What? They're like, sir, do you know where you are? And I'm like, yeah, you're doing fucking wrist surgery. I'm like, yes, I know where I am. But again, it just goes to show they have a zero sense of humor. 
No, just either that or it just goes to show she's not a Guns N' Roses fan. Maybe that too. Sir, are she's you like, is that Led Zeppelin? Because I only know Led Zeppelin. <laughs> so, so I come out of surgery the next morning or, or later that morning. So the surgery was I don't know maybe nine ten o'clock in the morning. I kind of fully wake up slash in my room at like two o'clock three o'clock right because I've always had a very slow wake up from anesthesia so they monitor you and things like that. So now, because of all this pre-surgery stuff, what you're allowed to eat, not eat, drink, not eat, drink, it's now been like 20-something hours since I last ate or drank something. So I'm like, can I get some food? And they're like, sure, you can order off the menu. Hospital food's right up there with gowns. I don't think it's improved in 20 years. So the food was fucking terrible. Like, I'm like, I, I can't eat this. Like, I... And I had no um, dietary restriction, which was nice. I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking eat this. So um, I reach out to my wife, who's going to be coming later in the day. She's at work. Um, and I'm like, hey, can you, bring, <laughs> can you bring me a sandwich? <laughs> so she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Can you bring me a sandwich when you come later? And she's like, how is this the first fucking thing you're asking me? And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm fine. I'm out of surgery. I thought the doctor called you. <laughs> like, can you, can you bring me a sandwich later? So she brought me a sandwich. And so I, I didn't eat any of the other hospital food the whole time I was there. Every day I had to bring something to me. Right. Um, I didn't actually have much of an appetite anyway. And so um, people who can't see the podcast anymore, because we don't do it on YouTube, in the that two weeks. That would be weeks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that would be everybody except for you. In the two weeks since the surgery, I've actually lost 20 pounds from just, wow. yeah, just not really wanting to eat, not being hungry. You know, there was one day, which I was joking with my cousins that- I thought that would be more noticeable on you. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a penis reduction, I'll be honest. <laughs> 20 pounds. Wow, that's impressive. Um, that's a growth, actually. That's not impressive. <laughs> that's elephantitis of the nuts. Um. So one of the days I actually sent a message to my cousins. I'm like, this is what I've had today. 10 carrots, a coffee, three waters. I'm like, I just don't feel like I can have anything else. Don't feel like I can hold it down. I'm not hungry. And they're like, I can't even survive a 10 carrots as a snack, <laughs> let alone for a full day. <laughs> so awesome. that was pretty interesting. So now I have a, a question for you. I'm in the, I'm in the hospital bed. This is still probably Friday was the surgery. Some point on Friday, I'm bored, right? And sitting in the bed, and I'd like your ruling on this, and then I'll let you know what I did or didn't do. Is that a good time to play on those new casino apps that I have while I'm in the hospital? Oh, Jesus Christ. How much did you lose? <laughs> no, no. I'm just, let's <laughs> answer the question. Is that a good time? That's a horrible time while you're drugged out. That's just, a horrible, horrible idea. Just check. That is the result I came to as well. <laughs> so I did never play while I was there, but I did think about it um, quite Ugh. a bit. So yeah, now that those things are available everywhere. Yeah, it's and, – and oh, Jesus. They're advertising the hell out of them too. The, the amount of ads are off the charts. It's like I can't get away from them. Yeah, it's two things right now you can't get away from. Bitcoin-type ads and – uh, or or uh, what is it? Cryptocurrency ads, I should say, not Bitcoin. Yeah. Cryptocurrency and these gambling apps. It is fucking unbelievable how they're on everywhere and everything. So, so you're right, bored so, out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, bored out of my mind. Um, so a couple things that um happened, and then I'll get to some of the nurses stuff, and I'll talk about why it took me longer to get actually out of the hospital. It's supposed to be a 23 hour stay. I was actually there about two and a half days. But, so why though? Like, were there complications where like, what, what, like, I don't understand why they kept you longer typically. And this is what they told you too. So I guess it's, it is typical is it's just in and out. Right. Mm -hmm. So the reason is what they need to see. So like every surgery has a result they need to see before they'll let you go home. Right. So many years ago I was in the hospital for diverticulitis. They put up me on all this medicine that clears out your system and then they start feeding you food and they were like, until you shit, you can't leave because that's one of the symptoms of diverticulitis is you can't go to the bathroom. So they wouldn't let me leave. So what happened here was my blood pressure wouldn't stabilize, which is, so it was too low. 
which is um, interesting because I actually have I actually have high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is, not only was it not high, it was extremely low. And so the the times that we went through the motions of, okay, this is what we need to do. It was like you need to walk from here to that place that's 20 feet away. You need to go into the physical therapy room. You need to go up and down three stairs. You need to get up and down on this makeshift bed. Like Those things I couldn't do because I kept getting dizzy. So they were like, well, as long as you're dizzy, you can't go home. So that's, that was one of the reasons. But I'll talk about that in a, in a minute. I want to talk about so some friends and family that you're under this as well. I don't know um, why. Temporarily. Yeah. So some friends and family that reached out after the surgery. So my friend Smurf re- reaches out and says, was it successful? Please say no. <laughs> so in a group chat with some other friends people asked how it went and another guy jumped in and said ah today's going okay he's like i had a long day i'm a little tired i'm a little hungry but everything seems to be fine um you wouldn't let me write you anything about in the hospital you kept saying that you got to save it for the podcast so like i said one or two things and you're like no don't tell me don't tell me save it for the podcast and then um we were texting back and forth, and I don't know. I, I, I jumped on a softball-type joke that you said. I don't remember what the actual joke was. But you're like, no, nah, that's too easy. And I'm like, look, I'm in fucking pain. I'm high on medicine. Like, nothing's easy right now. Like, give me this one. <laughs> you were trying to... I, I think you were clearly bored yes. because you were trying to strike up a conversation, and I can't remember what I was doing, but I'm like... In my mind, I'm like, are you okay? Yes, you're okay? Okay, fine. I got to go. Like, (laughs) I can't talk. (laughs) And then you're like, I can't talk and you're not funny. Leave me alone. (laughs) To which I responded, you're going to end up peeing on my grave. I can tell it. I said, I'm in the hospital. It's a day of surgery. I'm high on medicine and you still aren't being nice to me. And you wrote, <laughs> and you wrote back, if you remember or not, actually, I'm going to shit on your grave. <laughs> yeah, I think I did Talk that. to you later. <laughs> so. Speaking of shit, we have to do a quick segue. Sure. Um, and, and I wanted to, I kind of had the idea to tie this into a sponsorship for something like real crazy, like toilet paper. But uh, I went, I took the, uh, the kids out for ice cream. Uh, I want to say it was like a week ago. Okay. And we go to this place that has like, you remember you and I used to, growing up, we used to go to Carvel, East Coast chain all the time, right? And they had that like vanilla custard ice cream that we absolutely loved. So anytime I can get that, it totally brings me back, like literally brings me back to like, we're in your car, like going through the drive-thru or we're there. Like it, so it's not only is it nostalgic, the ice cream's amazing, right? So there's a place that opened up a few years back here called Andy's, and they serve that exact same kind of ice cream, okay. which is awesome. So I can't get Carvel out here, but I can get the next best thing. So we go there one night, and we all have like you know these ice cream sundays or whatever. I get home, my grandmother calls me, and I haven't talked to my grandmother in ages, right? So of course I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to talk to her. We're talking about stuff. She's a little bit like, you know, kind of off the deep end on the whole conspiracy theory stuff. But I try to like keep the conversation to how are you doing? How, you know, how's everybody doing? That type of stuff. Kill and any little, other uh, boyfriends or husbands recently. Oh, sh- that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> so in, in the middle of the conversation, do you remember that scene in Dumb and Dumber where Jeff Daniels, uh, uh, Jim Carrey puts like, you Eye know, drops. Uh, Whatever he puts mm-hmm. in his coffee to make mm-hmm. him shit his brains out uh, as revenge for like dating his girl. I had that moment where my stomach just went gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Like it just went, <laughs> it started making noises, right? And I'm mid sentence with my grandmother and I pause and she's asking me questions and I'm like, oh man, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I run upstairs. And I can't, I'm wearing sweats and it's tied, but it's tied and like, I guess I pulled the wrong string. So now it's like a double knot and they're so tight that I can't like get it. I can't get my freaking pants down my ass, right? So with one hand holding my phone, the other hand trying to untie a freaking double knot around my waist and then trying to answer questions that my grandmother's asking me, it was absolute nightmare. Ultimately I decided to just like basically rip my shorts down and get on the bowl. And I don't have time to mute 
the phone oh. and it, it, ex it did just complete explosion. Like it, <laughs> it must have sounded on her end like fucking firecrackers going off because it was like <laughs> it was a complete and utter blowout. And I'm talking while it's going on to try and mask the fact that it's happening. Finally, I get to a pause and she asks me another question and I mute the phone and I just let it go. And it it was an absolute shit show, a literal absolute shit show. What what happened to Hey, can I call you back? It, it mid-sentence, I just I there was no time. There was literally no time. Well, your uh your explosion will lead into some stories later. I I got a few of my own on that. I can imagine, but I it's, it was so bad I couldn't even use tissue. I had to go straight into the shower. Oof. That's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Those are those are exceptionally bad, but amazing. Like, yeah, it leads to that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right. And now back to your story. All right. So the other family member is, it appears, and I don't know whose responsibility this was, neither my wife nor I told my in-laws I was going in for surgery. <laughs> um, and that came to light when the next day, I sent them a message that said something to the effect of, hey, I'm out of surgery. You know, I'm still in the hospital. Everything went as well as could be. Oops. You know, we'll talk later. So they don't, they answer me like, oh, that's good to hear. But in the, the side conversation, they start blowing up my wife's phone. Because <laughs> like, immediately they're thinking that fat bastard must have had a heart attack. Well, Triple bypass, right? No, I think... <laughs> I think it was, especially being, I think it's, you know, partly being Asian and respect and family and all that. I think they might have felt like I was going to take it as they didn't care because they didn't reach out. But it turns uh, out they were worried about yeah. we didn't tell them anything. Yikes. So <laughs> the only reason why I know they're blowing up my wife's phone is because my wife sends me a message that says, hey, you stupid guaylo, which means white boy in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> she said, hey, you stupid guaylo, you got me yelled at by my parents because we never told them you were going in for surgery. Jeez. So, yeah. So that was, um, that was the family side of things. All right. So let's talk about the nurses at this place. Were they fine? I think the, so the way it works at most hospitals, most hospitals, nurses are unions. And when you have union rights, you tend to get priority, right? I don't want to work on Saturdays. I don't want to work the overnight shift. I don't want to do this, right? Because you've been there a while. So I definitely noticed that the nurses improved significantly based on how shitty the shift was. So like the 1 a.m. to 7 a.m. type shift, those nurses were pretty hot, <laughs> right? Because they were the ones who were probably the very young nurses who right. um, had to a, had a work at that point. Um, and so, you know, one of the nurses was said to me, look, you haven't taken many pain meds. Um, and I'm like, look, I don't look when I had my other knee surgery, I didn't take any pain meds after the surgery. Like the doc gave me some obviously during, and then I didn't take one other one. Um, and all the pain meds I had left over, a friend asked me for them and I was like, yeah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. So are you on pain meds right now? No, I am not. They not at all. No, they took them away. Bastards. Oh. I'll get to that. I'll but, tell you but why. You st but you still can't like. For for everyone, you know, that for, for, for all the people in Barstow, California that don't know about uh, what actually happened, Mike had his surgery and we were planning on recording fairly soon after, but you can't sit Correct. for longer than, what, 30 minutes, 45 this, minutes? This time I am sitting right now is literally, and I'm not kidding you when I say this, only the second time I've sat in two weeks. The other time I sat was for an audit committee call, which for my firm it's a big deal like the partner has to be on the call mm -hmm. and so i sat on that i didn't have my camera on i told him i'm like i'm not camera ready today i'm like i fucking i, I haven't showered i'm like i haven't shaven i don't i have a t-shirt on i'm like but i'm on the call and i was like and i keep standing up because the pain builds up so i've sat one time at the dinner table for five minutes every other meal i've had sitting down on the couch so like laying down vertically. Or yeah, the, the pain in the knee is the, so I can, can keep it straight. I can walk. The pain is the bending. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to a physical therapist right now. 
And the funny thing is, is like she tells me what to do at home and I do it. But I do it like if it's a scale of one to 10, I do it to like four. And I'm like, this hurts so fucking much. I'm not doing it anymore. When I go see her, her starting point is four. She gets it to like eight. So, so they want you to do what is painful to you. Correct. Like it's not like, oh, if it hurts, don't touch it. They're like, oh, that hurts. Okay. I want you to do more of it. You need to. I don't know if it's scar tissue or if it's just pushing through or whatever it is, but yeah, they they um they definitely push you on the stuff because they they got to get not you afraid moving. that's gonna like tear open any sutures or unhealed skin or anything. Here's the thing, like these are professionals, right? I'm, I'm I am putting my faith in that they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, so we'll see. The way I felt right. after the last one, I don't know about that, but I am putting <laughs> I am putting my faith in that. So, as I was saying, the nurse said to me she was pretty impressed that I wasn't taking a lot of pain med. And I'm like, well, I said, look. I said, first of all, you got to tell my wife that I'm impressive. I'm like, that'd be nice when she comes in <laughs> if you could tell her that. And I'm like, second, I said, see, what you don't understand this is, you know, tolerating pain, it goes with the job. So, she's like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an accountant. <laughs> so she, I was going to say the job of being married. <laughs> no. So, she just stares at me. She's like... And I was like, I was, I was just kidding. <laughs> was that the 7 a.m. shift or the 1 a.m. shift? <laughs> that was uh, that was an ugly nurse. <laughs> Clearly um, no sense of humor either. Yeah. So Friday night. So again, keeping in there, you're going to get the fuck out of here in 23 hours, is the first time somebody comes in for rehab. And the lady who comes in is 8 to 10 inches shorter than me. 100 to 125 pounds lighter than me, at least. And she's like, here's what we're going to do. You're going to get up. I'm going to hold you up. And they put a belt around you, like um, literally like a belt around your waist that she just holds the back, I mean, uh, your chest that she holds the back of. And she's like, I'm going to hold you up as we do these. So I'm like, there's a pretty significant weight issue here. Like, no, don't worry. I know what I'm doing. You'll be fine. And to be fair to her, she was. She didn't have any issues, but she was the one that when we started going into the hallway for the first, like, hey, this step one, you got to go these 20 feet and come back. When we got about 10 or 12 feet and I was like, I, I feel a little dizzy. That's when she was like, that's it. Turn around. We're not playing. Get right back to your seat. Let's go. Nope. That's it. Nope. We're done for the night. Nope. That's it. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's how she kind of juggles it where she plans ahead and really monitors it. But so that was an epic fail, the first uh, attempt at physical therapy in the hospital. They were like, look, you're here overnight anyway. Somebody will come in the middle of the night. When they see you're up, they'll come in and we'll try again. So in the meantime, you know, one of the things was if you want us to come in and help you go to the bathroom, we'll bring you in or you can pee in this pee jug. And I'm, at that point, I was just like, look, I'm, I don't feel very stable on my feet because of my blood pressure. I'm a little nervous. So I'll use the pee jug. So what I said to my wife, and this was actually the message I sent you, and you were like, save it for the podcast. I was like, the pee jug would definitely be more beneficial if I was a shower, not a grower, right? Where you just kind of dip the gasoline into the tank and and you can go pee. When you're a shower, that's easy. When you're a grower, you're kind of a little bit more near the top. So... It was, uh, it was not the easiest, and then because I, you know, being a, um, uh, having obsessive-compulsive type situations where, like, when I pee, I wash my hands twice. When I take a shit, I wash my hands three times. Why? Done it for years. Obsessive-compulsive. Same reason why Before people, and after or twice no, not, after? No, no, after. Only after. Not before. But you wash it twice. Yes. Wash my hands with soap after I pee twice. Wash my hands three times with soap after I shit. So do you dry it and then wash it again, or you just soap up twice? Uh, I just soap up twice. Soap up twice. I thought you meant do I dry my dick. I'm like, why would I go back and dry my dick? (laughs) I'm like, I do that before I start washing. (laughs) No, because I've done that before where I'll, I'll... I'll get the soap and usually we have the little squirt bottles mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll scrub it. And then I'm like, yeah, that wasn't what really wasn't enough. And then I'll go grab some more and then I'll do it again. So yeah, it's not so bad. My, my mentality is for the peeing is the first one gets the pee off. The second one actually cleans it. Like, you know, just you're touching your dick, which to be fair, your well, dick's inside all day. I really shouldn't have to wash my hands at all, but that's a problem if you do that. Right. 
Three kicks inside. Well, that, that's okay. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but here's my thing. I mean, there are mornings where I take a shower, right? And then I go and, uh, you know, after I'm done, I get dressed. I do all this shit, right? By the time I like walk out of the house or even like nowadays walk downstairs, my dick's cleaner than my hands because I've touched 50 things from yeah. the time that I took a shower to the time that I got downstairs. That's so, what I mean. Your dick's inside. It is cleaner. But more importantly, why are you getting pee all over your hands? No, it's just you're holding your dick like one way or another. You've never gotten pee on your hands a little bit? I'm not saying I pee on my hand like it's a golden shower. You've never gotten any pee on your hands. If I pee five times a day... What's that? Seven days a week, 35 times a week, maybe once, yeah. maybe twice. Right. So it's a mental thing for me. I know it can happen, so I plan ahead. I, You're I judging. No People can't see the look no of words. judging. I have no words. I I'm, I just bucketed you with the women that pee in the shower. I have no words. Yeah. All right. Which, by the way, <laughs> we talked about this last week. <laughs> well, it was not like three weeks ago, but yeah. the fact that that's like a number one searched... <laughs> term for our, for our podcast is for our youtube insane. channel yes so we'll have to name this episode after mike pease <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i know get fucking baffle ratings so the approach i took for peeing in the bed was i had my wife get me a bunch of gloves because you don't have gloves out in the room i had to give me a bunch of gloves so every time i peed i put on two gloves grabbed my dick put it in the container peed in the container then i oh, then i put the container in front of me called the nurse had her come and take it so she can go dump it. And then I took off the gloves and then I would use wet naps that they also give you. And yeah, because the use gloves those. have fucking like sanitizing powder in them. Yeah. So now your hands are full of that shit. I think of like the belt and suspenders approach. So I was doing that each time. I have a question for you. Sure. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> a lot. You put mm-hmm. gloves on to eat food. Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah there you go you solved your own equation there <laughs> i guess it makes sense you put gloves on to eat food why wouldn't yeah. you put gloves on to pee <laughs> yeah this is this guy well, I don't, I don't, hold on time out i don't put gloves on to pee all the time <laughs> uh, just just to be fair this is only for the hospital okay I'm doing. okay why not uh, to be honest i don't know don't get that in my head dude <laughs> because what will happen is i'll be using gloves to pee and then i'll still have to wash my hands twice after so i'll, I'll only have added a step not taking anything away all right, while we're on dicks, I have to have a little segue here. Sure. Because this, this episode can't be all about you. So uh, I'm in the shower the other day, and it's been a while since I've uh, manscaped. Uh-oh. Okay. So I, uh, I don't like using a razor, so I have one of those manscaped um, shavers. Lawnmower, I think they call it. Yeah, it's called the Lawnmower version 2.0. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped. And so I'm down there doing my thing. And I don't know what the fuck happened, but I lost concentration. <laughs> and I literally fucking jagged my shaft. Ooh, did, so you clipped a nut like I did in episode five. Uh, it wasn't a I nut. About it. it wasn't a nut. I wish it was a nut. I absolutely wish it was a nut. So did you draw blood? Yes. Wow. And I screamed like a little bitch for like five minutes. <laughs> I mean, statistically, it's so small for you to actually hit the shaft is pretty impressive to start with. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to be both a grower and a shower. <laughs> so, hey now. So how come you made fucking, like, you couldn't believe when I did it. You were like, oh my God, how does that fucking happen? And then you just did it. Because I'm not shaving my balls. The way you're shaving your balls. Yeah. Ouch. You got fucking, I just like to keep things nice and tidy. Got a Sasquatch dick? And holy shit. Did the uh, bleeding fact, stop? Uh, well, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like scabbed. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have to put on a maxi pad like my wife gave me for my nuts because they wouldn't stop bleeding for a while? Oh, no. I just threw a Band-Aid on. Small one, right? Like, <laughs> not one of those big elbow type ones. That'd be impressive. Yeah. My, my kids listen to this. We're not. We're not going there. All right, send me a photo. <laughs> <laughs> and we we now return to our original broadcast. All right. So, because I was in the hospital so long, I ended up having to get a, a nurse bath. 
And the lady comes in. She's an Asian lady. So I, I kind of felt like I was ordering takeout for what I have this at home. This is like perfect but, for you. That's like your yeah. fantasy. Yeah. yeah well, or my wife. <laughs> um, so the, the nurse comes in and she's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. And she talks through the approach. And one of the things that I thought was interesting in the approach was she's basically like, I have three towels here. I'm going to give you one with some soap on it. You're going to use it for under your arms, your left one, then your right one, and then you're going to give it to me. I'm going to wash it off, then I'm going to give it to you. You clean your underarm, clean your other underarm, and then we move to the next one. The other thing that I thought was interesting was she went out of her way to say, okay, now you got to wash your private parts, and I won't look. Then she goes about and looks while I'm doing it. <laughs> like she actually looks while I'm washing my fucking junk. So at this point, like all shame is gone. So it doesn't fucking matter anymore. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing you could do at that point. So as most people will be interested in knowing each time I had to try to shit in the hospital, um, I did actually take off my robe. So I still was able to, uh, poop naked. Uh, did you shit in the bedpan or did no. you actually get up and go to the bathroom? Well, so here's the issue. This is the big, um, this is the roller coaster ride starting to go up now, David, and we're going to come down to a fucking crashing finale before we come to the end of it. The pain medicine, one of the major side effects of pain medicine is it backs you up, right? And so I left the hospital. So now, knowing that that's the case, I was worried about it. So I made sure to go to the bathroom on Thursday night. And then now by Sunday when I'm leaving the hospital, I still haven't gone. So now it's what? That's three days. So they're a little bit worried, but not that worried. Surprisingly, when I got to the sixth day, the doctor still wasn't as worried that I, as I thought he should have been. But um, because of that, they, they, I wasn't shitting. They kept adding every day. They were giving me like a different, stronger stool softener. They were giving me um, the medicine I was on for painkillers. Then they would give me another medicine that was supposed to counteract the painkillers not allowing you to go poop and stuff. So it was like crazy. Like they just kept adding a couple different medicines and nothing was working. So over the, and every time I go and again, too much information, but it is what it is. I'm too deep now. It is so fucking painful. Just trying to shit. It feels like trying to shit a sneaker out of your asshole. Not that I've ever done that. I mean, I could tell you what a gerbil's like or a small hamster, but not, not oh, a Jesus sneaker. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so trying to get a sneaker out of your asshole. And it, it's almost at the point where I'm like pretty close to crying when I'm trying to go. And I'm like constantly calling my wife to come and help me because now the knee hurts while I'm trying to, to sit and poop and all that stuff. So we start trying to take at-home drastic measures. So wait. Did your wife help wipe your ass? Did I miss that part? Um, she did have to help once or twice in the very, very beginning. Because, oh my God, that poor woman. Yeah, and this is where I reminded her that our vows were for better or for worse, um, which she didn't find funny either. It appears she's a doctor or a nurse. Um, did, she, did she ask when it gets better? Because <laughs> it's all worse. <laughs> When's the better part, Michael? When's the better part? So... This is where I, I, she specifically asked me not to go into too much detail. So instead, I'll tell a little story about my son when he was younger. And what you can do to this story is you can add 40-something years to it, change the name to mine, and make it my wife doing it to me instead of us doing it to my son. When my son was a kid, he got backed up really, really badly. And what they made us buy was these glycerine sticks, which are concentrated Vaseline, I guess. And what you do is they're little ass rockets. So what you do, and I want to remind you, I'm not talking about my wife and me. This is my son. We had to do it to him 12, 13 years ago. Coincidentally, the same thing she had to do to me, but we're not talking about that. You have to jam that Jesus. into the person's ass. So rubber glove on, glycerine stick all the way in, and then what happens is it's supposed to trigger, if you know what glycerine is, there is an explosive nature to glycerine. I don't know if that's why these are called this or not, but these glycerine sticks are supposed to make you go really badly. Is this, so, is this that colon blow that we saw a commercial for on uh, SNL? 
pretty much. Like <laughs> Colon Blow has the equivalent of 97,000 bowls of uh, brand. And I had tried all that stuff too. I had fucking upped my brand game. I had up, I read every fruit that you could possibly eat. That was something that makes you go to the bathroom. Like, what are good to make you go to the bathroom? What are bad to make you go to the bathroom? I was trying all that stuff. Nothing was You should have just went to uh, Andy's Custard in Phoenix. That would have yeah, taken care of it for you. <laughs> so my wife suggested, my wife bought a gallon of milk. <laughs> and, and That's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. So she's like, would this help? And I'm like, here's the problem. I think the dam's blocked right now. So you're just going to add gas to the situation i don't think that's a great idea so i ended up not doing that oh man that would have been fantastic so glycerine stick goes in i sit down on the toilet wait a couple minutes nothing and then slowly a little bloop the glycerine stick comes out so i'm like didn't work let's try another one she has to do it again oh sorry. jesus christ sorry Michael. we had to do it to my son again <laughs> This is like pot where you're like, eat the gummy and you're like, ah, I don't feel anything. Give me another one. And yeah. five hours later, you're like, holy shit. Which hot chocolate did once where he asked us at one point, am I still here? Because <laughs> he was like, this gummy's not affecting me. But that's a, that's a different story. So did work. So that's when I called the doctor and I'm like, doc, look, it's been six fucking days. It is so painful. What do I do here? So... One last dash, he gave me this, one of the medicines that he gave me, he gave me at that point to counteract the effects. Take this for 24, 36 hours. If it doesn't work, he's like, you got to go to the emergency room. I'm like, all right. I try the medicine. 36 hours later, still haven't gone to the bathroom. I'm like, yep, guess we're going to the emergency room. So you've gone at this point, how long without taking a shit? It was almost exactly one week from last shit from when I finally Holy went. shit. And you're eating this entire time. Not a lot, to be fair, but yes, eating the whole time. But are you eating liquids or are you eating solids? No, solids, but like things like Holy fuck. oatmeal for breakfast, a couple oranges during the day, a couple strawberries, some carrots. Like Again, I wasn't eating any big meals, um, and I would say for the first three or four days, I didn't even have like a dinner, I would call a dinner. And then I started having like a third of what I would normally have just to get something in me because I'm like... I can feel the hunger, but I'm not hungry, which is pretty foreign of a term to me. <laughs> so <laughs> you, should, you should keep going with it. You got you lost 20 pounds. Just keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep clogging it up. All right. So the roller coaster is now at the top of the of the, the uh the So rise. when your wife is jamming this stick up your ass, I'm sorry, your son's ass. Mm -hmm. God, this fucking this is if this were on YouTube, this episode would get pulled just for the <laughs> fact that you made that connection. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh was was she like, Yeah, you fucking take that shit, you little No, that was no? the point where she said, You will not fucking talk about this. <laughs> And then I said, oh, I'm going to talk about a little. And she's like, okay, yeah, you cannot you, talk you about it in too that. much detail. No. Yeah. Tell me. It's not a like that. sadomasochist. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where did that ball gag come from? <laughs> Why is that important to this? <laughs> All right. So we go to the emergency room. We tell them what's happening. And they're like, all right, let's get you in a room. Let's get you in a room that has a bathroom. We have to start taking some action. In other words, they're going to stick a hand up your ass. <laughs> That's where it starts. <laughs> So the doctor, pretty big burly dude, comes in and is like, all right, here's what we have to do. He's like, the first thing I'm going to do is, he's like, have you ever had a colonoscopy? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, good. Well, at least you know, in essence, basically him telling me, at least you know something goes in your ass. That, that, that's what he was saying. I don't know what else his point was of him asking me if I had a colonoscopy <laughs> or not. So... He's so you like, hear him zip his pants down. Go yeah. ahead. He had both hands on his, my shoulders, and yet I still <laughs> felt something in my ass. No, so he, um, he's like, all right, I'm going to put on a glove, and I'm going to have to see what I can pull out by hand. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, but see, here's the thing, right? This is so we went from dildo penetration to fisting yes. in a matter of a minute and a half. And I heard the music by Tool in the background. If anybody knows the group Tool, that's a very appropriate <laughs> comment. <laughs> so he, he turns, so now I'm at the point, so here, I'm at the point now where I'm like, do whatever the fuck you need to do. I'm like, it's the same thing when I had, when I injured my back six or seven years ago and the doctor tried all these different things. That, I was at a point where if the doctor would have said to me, look, 
I got some fucking rhino tusk back here that I'm going to grind up and you'll snort it. Would you do it? He's like, it'll help. I would have done it. Like, that's how bad the pain was. So the fact of the matter is that he was like, I'm going to rummage around your asshole now. Give me a second. And you're like, yes, please. I'm like, hey, my name's Michael. If you're around on Saturday, I'll buy you something for dinner, but go to town. (laughs) Go to town. So he reaches in, does whatever he possibly can. He's like, nope, not good enough. He's like, I can't, I can't seem to grab anything. It's just out of my finger reach. Which is, which is fucking. So, did you shit his watch out later on in the day? No, no. I did tell my old roommate. I did tell him after all this was done. I said, hey, funny thing, we found that college ring that you lost years ago. <laughs> so I sent that to El Guapo. Um, so he does this rummaging, can't do it. So my wife's in the room, right? She's behind kind of the curtain. She doesn't really want to see more than she needs to. She's already been, she's already looked in the dark hole with the glycerine stick, so she's good. Um, he's like, all right, we got to go. We got to try an enema. He's like, I'm going to go get the nurse. We're going to get an enema. So he leaves. My wife says to me, because I've said this, this line to her before, and you, I've said it, I think, on the podcast as well. My actual doctor, when she checks my prostate, she's almost said this every year. She's like, don't worry, I have small hands. So my wife said to me, don't you miss your doctor's small hands? Because <laughs> this was a big fucking dude. This was like a lurch from Adam's family type Jesus. dude. So the nurse who comes in for the enema, smoking hot. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Now you're so, worried about getting an erection. <laughs> I said to well, her. Oh, guy's got his hand up your ass. I said to her, I apologize in advance for what you have to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> she goes, look, part of the job. I get it. So she gets behind me. She gets so for people who don't know what an enema is, is either sometimes a chemical, more times than not, just basically a bottle of hot water that they jam a tube as far up your ass as they can, squeeze the whole bottle into your ass and let your, in essence, poop that has gotten hard absorb as much as it can. And then they just wait for you to shit it out. That's their approach. Puts the tube in, squeezes the whole bottle in, and she's like, "You gotta, you gotta clench, you gotta clench." And I'm like, "I'm doing the best I fucking can here." Like, you have a tube in your ass. The doctor just fucking spread me like a a bald eagle. Like he was back there doing whatever he needed to. I'm like, "I'm doing the best I can here." So she's like, "All right, now water's getting all over the fucking bed. It's fucking, it's a disaster." Jesus again, Christ, we didn't have a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. We're going to get nailed for it. Maybe you need to put it in later. Uh, put it in the beginning. I did say parental advisory is recommended. Yeah. So she puts it in, squeezes it out. I'd say, guesstimate 20, 25% of the water comes out. She's like, now we just wait. So I'm like, all right. Half an hour goes by. She comes back. Anything? No. So you have a gallon of water up your ass and nothing's in- coming out. It's No, it's a gallon of water up my ass that is slowly, in essence, drop by drop dripping out. Like, I can feel it coming out of my ass. I was going to say, your rectum must be fucking ridiculously strong <laughs> to keep all it, that in there. It appears. I mean, after all my years in college, I wouldn't have thought so, but I mean, <laughs> who knows? Well, I, well, part of it is the medicine, right? The, the, the painkillers were making, it makes your, your, your ass constrict. So that's what's causing the other problem is they're... One, your stuff is now hardened. Two, you're fighting against the medicine. And three, they're trying to help you. So it's all of those things. So we're, we're talking about people sticking their arms up your asshole. And instead of saying the word shit, you decided to use the word stuff like you were doing everyone a favor and protecting them from, <laughs> from the content, from the harsh content. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> listeners. All right. So finally, maybe 45 minutes in, I start feeling that gurgling, right? Like, oh, maybe it's working. So I'm like, well, what do I do here? So the lady's like, well, we, we put you in a room with a bathroom so you can go try the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. I try pushing, same kind of pain, not working. So I'm like, it's just not happening. So I go back to the bed. They've now cleaned up the bed a little bit, but same thing, sit down, a little bit of leakage, sitting around. Now, at this point, my wife has helped with a few things, a lot more than she should have, considering we're in a fucking hospital and there's doctors and nurses. There, <laughs> right? She's going to start taking a salary? Yeah, maybe. I mean, 
she was monitoring the pearly gates back there helping with some stuff so so now it's about that's about 45 minutes in now at about an hour i'm like oh oh i feel it i'm like i i can't move though it's coming so <laughs> the we get the nurse and the nurse is like just just, just shit. shit the bed yeah like what can you do so i shit a little bit shit a little bit in the bed i'm not uh i'm not too proud i shit a little bit in the bed oh my god they cleaned me up again and the lady's like is that it and i'm like no still got the pain still all the problems maybe another 15 minutes pass and i get the feeling again but now i can actually go to the bathroom i go sit down and now i finally go the shit of the gods where like i really feel like i don't know if there was one of those like sounds like from the ass just letting everything go or not but it definitely was like i broke through and i i went in the bathroom and i was like oh my god thank god like i, I went i felt good about it so god my wife again now my wife's the one in the bathroom helping me clean up oh geez. right yeah that's like that's what i don't understand so clean up we go to the bed i'm like oh, thank god thank god i'm through this the lady's like okay well if you're done now, you can get dressed and you can go home. So I'm like, awesome. I get dressed. So one of the things was, and this is important to the rest of the story, before we left the house, because I was so worried on how this was going to go, I told my wife, you got to pack a change of clothes. Like, I have no idea how this is going to fucking go. You got to pack a change of clothes. Thankfully, we did. So I get, <laughs> I get dressed. And now they've done so much to help me as I'm getting dressed. I start saying, oh, I'm shitting. Oh, I'm shitting. Like, <laughs> no, no control, no warning. Just, I start shitting into my shorts. <laughs> right? So, I'm like, oh my, oh my God. Like, so I, so I fucking ruined my pants. So my wife, as she's helping me take them off later, she's like, uh, we can just throw these out, right? And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we're not fucking bringing these home. So I get back in the bed to kind of like settle down a little bit. Finally, everything settles down, and I eventually, I put on new pair of clothes, my wife cleaned me up, I went home, and like your custard shit, I went home and I immediately got in the shower, like there was no <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts, even though it's very difficult to shower the way it is right now, but yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, we're going to have to re-record the intro and, and, and add a trigger warning to this episode, 100%, there's no fucking way. <laughs> All right, so now... <laughs> Now we're a week out from the ER visit for the having to go to the bathroom. Things are finally back to normal, relative normal. I'm still taking a softener every day. My wife has actually gotten to the point where she now actually claps when I get out of the bathroom. She's like, did you shit? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yay. Yay. Yeah. So, and I am wiping myself now. So we have made some progress. Oh, man. Oh, I, I got to tell you. I am so disturbed right now. I don't yeah. even know what to do with myself. And that's why I figured most of the stuff we had planned for today we'll talk about on the next episode. Yeah. I, with, I don't know if there's going to be a next episode. <laughs> I don't know if I can continue to do this. All right. Well, with that, farewell, everybody. I'm Michael Carter. And uh, I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Ridiculously <laughs> Bored.